Welcome to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am a man on a mission here to transform you into a modern-day warrior, a man of action, a man who steps up into the heat of battle, come hell or high water, a man who walks around confidently, and more importantly, a man who executes in all facets of his life. Now, when we talk about the warrior lifestyle, the way you live, the way you perceive life. You know, I always talk about a man who has his armor on, who dons his armor and is walking around life ready for anything that life throws at it, right? We're talking about men who wear the helmet, you know, the combat helmet, um, who wear the guard brace, who wear the placard, right? Who wear the shoulder pads um, of, you know, think of yourself as the warriors of old, the Knights Templar walking into battle, the samurai walking into battle, the Spartans as a unit going out there and being one of the most relentless fighting forces we have ever seen, right? A man must be ready at all times. And for me, the angle that I take, the way that I see life, the way that I perceive it, a lot of times is very different than most people. I really, like for real, put myself in a position where I truly believe that I am a warrior walking through life in the heat of battle. I wake up in the morning. I have my routine, my warrior hour, right? Which was, you know, I talk about that all the time and I break it down in my new book coming out soon. And, you know, it's important to give grace. But boy, when you put those boots on ground, you are ready for battle. And you have to be prepared to start feeling discomfort, you know, discomfort immediately. You got to be uncomfortable right off the bat. And it's not about sipping coffee and it's not about just, you know, taking your time to kind of get things rolling. It's about jumping out of bed and going. That's how warrior minded men work. That's how men of war function. With that said, if you don't follow us on Instagram, I'm going to ask you to do a favor for me, okay? Um, we've brought you so many great episodes, and really, I'm like the worst salesman out there. Um, I forget to do half, half these things, and, and I have my, my team constantly yelling at me, reminding me, hey, you got to say this, you got to say that. And uh, so on Instagram, at Man of War with two R's. Um, and of course, we have our new YouTube channel. Uh, we are working very hard, diligently to bring you some exclusive content every week. You're, we're posting, I think, three, two or three times a week. This podcast is going to be on YouTube live. Um, um, so it's um, good things that we have going on here with YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash man of war. Very, very simple. Okay. And if you can give us a subscribe and, of course, turn on that notification bell so you get notified every time that uh, we bring you exclusive content, all right? And for those who are constantly throwing DMs and emails, I just got back from Crucible from the Crucible Group 9, all right? The Men of War Crucible, just to give you an insight of what it is, it is a life-changing experience. It is to get you started in living truly the life that embodies a warrior spirit. Uh, we have saved relationships. We have brought men back from the dead. Uh, but more importantly, what we give you is the tools, right, to operate at a very, very high level. Uh, once you graduate from here, you go into the Men of War Society, 
Now, this society is composed of graduates who have, man, you talk about walks of life, men who have literally lived at a higher level, but now are even living at higher levels. Um, you know, we talk about doctors, attorneys, pilots, CEOs, financial consultants, a bunch of business owners. Um, and, and it's just an amazing group of men um, in this society, truly a brotherhood in all shapes and forms. Um, but what this brotherhood really brings is the fact that every man here is held accountable, that every man truly all right, is looking to improve daily. There is no such thing as kind of resting on your laurels or, or being relaxed. You are going to be living on the edge here, and these men are going to push you to be a stronger father, to be a stronger husband, leader, visionary. Um, so if you are thinking about going or uh, going through the selection process for the Men of War Crucible, I urge you, I, I encourage you uh, to you know, go to... Uh, the men of war crucible.com is forward slash crucible two. Okay. You can check it out there. Uh, you can go on YouTube, watch the videos on our, on our website, on our um, channel. Uh, you can also go to man of war.us and it has links to it there. So regardless, you can find more information anywhere you go that men of war is uh, our links are all leading back to the crucible. Um, but with that said, I want to get into today's topic. Okay. All right. So being mindful. All right. That's what I want to go into today. We as a society, we lose that. Uh, and we lose that as, you know, as young as five, six, seven years old, we start getting distracted. You know, life kind of comes at us in a way that is distracted. Uh, we're constantly taught to multitask, you know, doing one thing, do another, do three things at the same time. And you just have a whirlwind of things that you're doing and you're never really focusing on one thing. To me, there is a lot missing there. When I started Zen Buddhism years ago, uh, one of the things that uh, Roshi taught me was, you know, you want to live in a way that you can be deliberate in your actions, that your actions have purpose. When you walk, you need to be deliberate. When you speak, you need to be deliberate. When you are doing something, whatever it is, whether you're writing, whether you're typing, you have to be in the moment and you have to be deliberate because without being deliberate, there is no purpose behind it. You have to know what you're doing. You have to feel what you're doing. It's a sense that goes a lot deeper than just realizing that what you're doing, it's actually becoming it. Being mindful literally is... Uh, we, there's a word in, in Japanese language that has been used in the martial arts for many, many years. It's called mushin, right? Mushin is the, the, basically it's no mind. It's being so clear and so present that there's nothing else but your breath, nothing else but the way that uh, things are happening in front of you. Uh, you're not thinking about other things. You are not floating around in la-la land. You are not uh, jumping around in some other planet. You are so present and so focused that your breathing becomes you or vice versa. Now, in combat, any, anyone that's ever been in combat, whether you're a soldier, whether you're a police officer, whether you are, um, you know, we go back hundreds, thousands of years from all sorts of the warrior cultures, 
the Knights, the Spartans, the Samurai, the Zulu warriors, Celtics, Vikings. <clears throat> to go into combat when you were distracted was a very bad thing. Um, a lot of times, and you could you can look this up, you could read this through Google books. I, I can name you 20 books that I've read about specifically warriors in battle. The fact that their focus, their only focus was going into battle and being present in that battle. I don't think we have that type of mindset in our day and age now. I think that because technology has stepped into the picture, I believe truly now that instead of being present, it's more like you let technology take over and let tech and rely on technology, rely on uh, things happening around you. You think that somehow, some way you can govern these things through technology. And you forget that you are there. How many times, and I don't have to tell you this, but how many times you walk into a restaurant and you have a father with his family and then his whole family is, you know, two, three kids on iPhones, uh, his wife on a cell phone and he himself on a cell phone, everybody's on a cell phone. How many times are you standing in line for something or you may be in, in uh, you know, location and you look around, everybody has their head down. When you're walking down the street, everybody, their head down. These people are, like I stated a minute ago, living through technology and they're letting technology be present, but they're forgetting about themselves. And that's the state that we are in right now. We've lost that edge. And this is why I'm a big believer that you bring these warrior principles back into our society, into our way. We translate them, right? And we use them effectively. Mindfulness is one of those, right? Being present here, right now, not somewhere else, not on an island somewhere, not thinking about when you're going to get laid, not thinking about, uh, you know, that person called your name, not thinking about you missed a bill, collectors calling you, you're sick, all these things that go through your mind, right? On a daily basis for some of you. So when I look at that, you know, and, and I studied this going into writing this book, I really dove, man, in, in, into that, into that whole world of being mindful and being present. And all I could remember training in martial arts, being a police officer, and all those times where if I had drifted into space or I had been thinking about other things, I've couldn't, I could have easily gotten jammed up. You know, running a martial arts school, um, being a police officer, uh, all these things that really, when you, when you step back, if you're not present as a martial arts teacher, you know, teaching your class and, you know, dealing with them and, and showing them, people can see that, right, uh, immediately. Same thing as being a police academy instructor. If you're not there and you're in la-la land, you've lost it. You've lost the respect of the, of the cadets. Um, 
and you've lost respect from some of the other instructors there because when you are teaching, you have to be all in. You have to be focused on the students. Now, as a police officer, you got to be there. You, you, can, you don't have the time to be sitting around in la-la land, all right, whether you're in your patrol vehicle, whether you're conducting a, a, a drug transactions and, and buy busts, or whether, whether you're you know, doing a, a search warrant or whether you're just patrolling the area or speaking to someone, you got to be on point. You have to be completely present. I'm a big believer that a lot of times, and this is uh, you know, something that I, that I hate to, to bring forth, but, but it's, I'm very confident saying this based on everything that I have studied in the research. You know, we could have saved some lives had these police officers, had these soldiers, firemen, been a little bit more present, maybe on point, maybe uh, just maybe been, been taught in some way, shape, or form how to be more present. Um, and it's sad because, you know, I, I, I know there's been so many, I mean, specifically, I can go back to the guys in New York where, you know, they were, they were shot dead in their police vehicle. They didn't, they didn't even have time to go into their holsters. This is a few years ago. You know, um, maybe, you know, their awareness level, their, their, you know, mindfulness of being present and what, being aware of themselves and their surroundings and focused on what was going on that could have saved their lives. But, you know, with that said, that's neither here nor there. What we're going to do now is I'm going to dive into how you can be more present in your life and why it is so truly important for you as a man of action, a man of war. And let's start right off the bat. One of the most important principles that you can use and you could actually in your life at it right here and right now, okay, is the principle of realizing what you're doing, stepping back at the moment and realizing what is happening. Like you need to think for a second. Sometimes it takes a second for you to kind of get to a level where um, you just need to step back and then acknowledge what you're doing. All right. Um, it's a simple process. You just have to take a breath and Realize what you're doing. What are you doing? I am here. I am typing. I am uh, walking. I am uh, spending time with my daughter. I'm helping her with her homework. I am coaching little league football. I am uh, uh, in a situation where I'm, I'm on a call as a police officer. I'm uh, responding to a, a you know a, a call <clears throat> as a firefighter. <clears throat> so. This is where we go. Once you realize that, understand that the human body, we're not meant for multitasking. What I mean by multitasking, I don't mean like doing something and then like maybe partially doing something else. I mean, that's not what I mean. I mean, you can't truly focus dynamically and be all in on more than one thing at a time. It's not going to happen. Um, it, it, 
there is a confusion out there where, oh, you got to learn how to multitask. Well, if we go back and I started this podcast by talking about being deliberate, having purpose behind your actions, there's no way in hell that you're going to be deliberate and have purpose behind your actions if you're trying to multitask constantly. The way that I look at it is multitasking a lot of times is giving half-hearted efforts across whatever tasks you're doing. You got to be all in. <clears throat> and being mindful will help you do that. It'll literally help you be all in because you're so hyper-focused on the task at hand of whatever you're doing that you're almost blended into it. You're almost become part of it. I mean, that's the idea. I mean, you can go back to any of the Zen principles and it's literally becoming one with your breath. Well, I talk about becoming one with whatever you're doing. <clears throat> and I'm talking from as static as just sitting, becoming one with your breath to in combat, in a hyper um, violent situation, protecting your family, playing sports, going into a martial arts tournament and fighting against an opponent. And we can go on and on. But my point is that you need to be one with, you need to be so in that your focus and your mindset is just about that that you're doing. Now, we talk about slowing down. Right. And one of the things that we have in law enforcement is, you know, slow is fast, right? Fast is slow, slow is fast, fast is slow. Um, I'm not a big believer in that when it comes to tactical training. However, I understand the principle behind it. It's kind of like, hey, man, you know, slow it down, kind of go at the best pace that you can, but don't speed it up too fast that you can't handle it. I think that's very applicable here to being mindful, to be honest. I mean, I think that is a good way to look at things. Sometimes you need to slow down. Don't slow down to where you're taking a nap, but slow down to where you can start acknowledging what's going on. Slow down enough where you can just take a breath and sometimes, believe it or not, absorb the beauty around you. I can't tell you how many times I have gone running when I travel. And for me, one of the most important aspects of, of when I go and I travel is to get out, run around the areas. I love to run in new places. <clears throat> I just took my son to Tampa not too long ago. And, uh, and basically, um, I went out of the hotel and then for a couple of days I was there and I ran it downtown. It was such cultural, such cool. It was a real, real cool, um, downtown area. I loved it. Um, you know, and I've been, that's, normally that's what happens. I go out there, I go into a hotel, uh, when I'm traveling or whatever, and I try to go out and run and kind of get a good feel for the environment around you and absorb the beauty. <clears throat> and I can say that I really lock in. I'm very much about that one point, that mindful um, 
time when I'm running out there and I'm experiencing new things and I'm taking them all in. That's kind of like the way you should always be in life. You know, even though you've seen the same thing over and over again, you should always treat it like it's the first time you've ever seen it. Now, I'll tell you what, with what I just said right there, I have saved marriages. I have saved relationships that at one point or another were done. But just the reality of understanding that you can't just see things as a perspective. You can't see things the same way over and over and over again. That's how you get bored, demotivated. So you have to change the perspective. And by changing that perspective, lets you kind of adjust your mind a little bit and gives you that room to be present. See, sometimes what you see with your eyes kind of repels you and you want to stay away from it. So you start thinking about other things and you start figuring the way out. And then that mindfulness disappears. But when you can change the perspective and attack what you're seeing from a different angle, it may give you that opportunity to just relax yourself and be completely present because you're seeing it differently. It's almost like you're, you're tasting something for the first time. And changing your perspective, that's something that you can do all the time. And I do that all day long. When I sit down and I have things to do in front of me and they just, you know, the whole world just feels like it's collapsing around me. I have, you know, my team asking me here, other team asking me here, you know, this, that, whatever. And I get pulled all over the place. I come back to center and I want to talk to you about that in a second here, coming back to center. But when all this goes wrong and things and you can't control yourself, you need to take that breath and then just boom, right? Go back to that center. Now for, for me, that center and the way that I've always been taught is usually about three fingers below your belly button, below your navel, right? And that's where the center of your body is. You use that a lot in Aikido, right? And in, in Japanese martial arts, really in every martial arts, some of them talk about it more than others, but it's moving from the center of your body. When you throw a punch, when you throw a kick, when you uh, connect with doing a good shoulder throw or a takedown, everything should come from the center of the body. And that center is where you should always be recovering to, right? And... So if you're all over the place, going back to having 10 tasks at once, if you're all over the place, you need to then change your perspective. It gives you an opportunity to come back to center and reassess it. So it's just different way of looking at it. Um, and truly, if, if you look at something from a different way, you will be completely surprised how different truly it is and so much that you've missed in the past because as you know as human beings we're constantly making assumptions we are constantly um just not even seeing with our eyes we're just like kind of eh. you know we're looking at things we're not really seeing and evaluating and taking in 
let's talk about eating. And I know this is, you're, you're probably like, what the, okay. When we eat, we should do it in a mindful manner. We should not be eating in a way that it's completely disrespectful. And I'm going to get into that now. All right. So when we eat, we need to be in a position where we understand that we're trying to do everything we can as warrior minded men. We want to try to eat healthy, right? But it's the way you eat it, right? You have to be deliberate. You have to take your time. One of the most uh, important lessons that I was taught um, from when I studied Chinese Kung Fu is you need to have time to eat and you can't rush eating. That is a true meditation. Eating should be your communal time. You should go out there. You should give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes and eat in peace, eat deliberately, eat at a slow pace. You don't need to scarf things down and eat good foods for you. And there is a manner you do that. You know, when you go back and you look at the, at the samurai, you know, there was a, an elegance and, and an etiquette and a way that they sat, you know, they sat and they ate. You look at the Knights Templar, you look at the, you know, the round table of the Knights, right? You know, there was an elegance and a, and a purpose of how they ate. It wasn't people weren't just like eating and sticking their face in and, and uh, no, even though there were parties and things like that, where people were a little bit more liberal, but when it came to daily uh, reflection and eating uh, every, if you, I mean, you can go back and you could even go to um, as far as even the, even the Celtics. Okay. Where you go back and it, you know, you think of, Hey guys drinking all the time and, Parting, haha. No, there was a, a certain sense of reflection and of purpose, even in the way that they ate. You know, Knights Templars, same thing. You know, they were very, very uh, much about eating and being thankful and, and you know, giving grace um, at the table when they broke bread. So, my point is when you eat, eat mindfully. It's what you're absorbing in your body. And a lot of times, if you eat mindfully, you'll eat a lot less. I know that I'm guilty, guilty as hell of eating too much sometimes, something that you love or whatever. So um, slow it down. Be reflective on that. I know that I'm going to really start diving into that more. For me personally, I need to go down that road um, and um, change a little bit of my eating habits uh, and being a lot more mindful when I eat for sure. All right. Um, spending time in nature, right? That is important. And if you live in a big city and if you live somewhere where you just can't get out to nature, I'm going to encourage you to do so. There is something that nature gives you that nothing else can give you. And what I mean by nature, the beach is fine. The woods is fine. You know, when we go to the crucible. Um, I love it because it's, it takes us deep into the heart of the woods. I mean, we are deep in the woods. You know, we're in between rivers and creeks, large trees, and it's just, there's an energy about that. It's almost like it revives you. 
The same thing goes for the beach. You know, I have a beautiful pool in my house, beautiful pool deck. <clears throat> but um, going to the beach is, you know, I, I, you got to get out. You know, we as a family go to the beach. We enjoy the outdoors. We enjoy the, the early morning sunrises. You know, I remember uh, my wife used to take my kids in the morning when I was on duty really, really early, you know, with our puppy to the beach to watch sunrise. I was like a big, big thing uh, for them. And it was, um, it was very powerful. You know, through that time, the photos they sent me and think that it was great. Um, I used to wake up very early just to go to the beach. Literally, it was like 45 minutes away from where I was uh, living and I would drive just to go on the beach and do qigong, watch the sunrise, meditate. Very powerful, very powerful. These are ways that you can, you know, these are elements and principles that you can use to bring that mindfulness back to your life. And it doesn't take that much. It doesn't really take that much. But I'll tell you, in the end, if you make the commitment to start living a more mindful life, I can guarantee you with everything in me that you're going to be stronger in every facet of your life, truly. And it's not so much in the end, when I look at this, it's not so much about um, the fact that it, it just clears your mind and it gives you that, that edge, but it's more about that you start really feeling like you are bonded to nature, that you are bonded to, to this world that we live in, that there's a connection. It gives you a sense of purpose. To translate that, it gives you a sense of, if you're being a father, it gives you a sense of being a better father or a more committed father. If you're a husband, a more a sense of more a committed type husband, a, a man who is willing to do what he needs to do for his woman. When you are training out there, you know, you're there for a purpose, you're honing your mind, your body, your skill set. There's just a purpose behind it. To achieve this mindset, this way of life, it's not something that you can do overnight. But I'll tell you, it is something that you can absolutely get to. Some, you know, Without a doubt, you can get to a level where you've seen a tremendous improvement in a week. Step by step by step by step. Finally, meditation. Meditation to me, as far as sitting in Zen and Sazen, uh, has been life-changing. And I would recommend it to anyone that's looking to start really feeling like they, are, they can be present in everything that they do. I'm not going to get into all the details of, of Sazen. I've done other podcasts that we talk about meditation and how we sit and I've even given instruction. You know, look that up. Okay, it's probably around episode in the 90s or something like that. All right, guys, listen, this is the time in your life to start making changes, to start changing the way that you think, to start changing the way that you act, 
and really to start living a life that embodies this warrior spirit. The question is, can you commit? And are you ready to step in? Because once you step into this warrior lifestyle, you will never go back. Never go back. All right, guys. Again, thank you for your time. Uh, this was a podcast that I needed to get out there. Remember to be mindful, to be present in everything that you do. All right, give us a follow on Instagram at Man of War with two R's. <clears throat> and of course, um, if you can give us also a follow or subscribe on YouTube, that's youtube.com forward slash Man of War. And uh, you can turn on that notification bell. So we're throwing out there some great, great um, exclusive content, posting it on uh, YouTube. All right, guys, until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.